Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Charlie Goddard, who is general counsel at the Bonatti Spine Institute. Charlie, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right, let's go back in time a little bit. What inspired you to go to law school in the first place? So um, (laughs) about 20 years ago, I was a musician. I used to play guitar and had long hair and tight jeans before a hipster was hipster. Uh, So it wasn't the typical path. But when I lived in Nashville, I did a lot of traveling. And through that traveling, I became interested in environmental issues. And that was, uh, in, in a way, the impetus for going back to Florida and finishing my uh, degree. I got a degree in environmental policy and did some internships and quickly realized that a lot of the decision makers had law degrees. And so it, it wasn't necessarily a, a well-mapped out plan, but following opportunity was, was how I ended up in law school. Okay. And then there are a lot of areas of law you could have specialized in. How did you end up as general counsel? Wow. So, you know, I, if I were to plot this out, I don't know that I could have planned it any, any better, but I, um, I was interested in environmental law when I first started practicing. This was approximately 11 years ago. Uh, I quickly realized that, uh, sadly, environmental lawyers don't, don't always make enough money to foot the student loan bill. So I realigned my practice towards healthcare and professional liability and uh, through a friend of a friend uh, after working uh, in a uh, AMLAW 100 law firm, they said, hey, we, uh, we've got an opening for a general counsel position, and uh, one meeting led to the next, and, and that's, how it, that's how it played out. Okay. I'm sure the longer version should be in a book somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there's a longer story there. This so, is the abbreviated version. That's the abbreviated version. Appreciate it. So um, first of all, what is the Bonatti Spine Institute? So it's a, it's a health enterprise. Uh, we, we do a lot of ambulatory uh, surgical uh, procedures, um, do, deal with clients. Um, my role is really most multifaceted. I, I wear a lot of hats. Uh, it, it's nuanced, multidimensional. Um, I, I'm, I'm involved in everything from the process improvement of routine tasks to coordinating information between legal and other information silos in the company, as well as the uh, guardianship function uh, a typical attorney would have, as well as advancing the company uh, goals and, and uh goals and, and basically the uh, advancing the company uh, in, in that regard. That makes a lot of sense. What does a, I know it changes all the time, but what, what does a typical day look like for you? What do you do all day? 
<laughs> That's the great thing about my job is, is there is not a lot of typicality in, in what I do. So there are a variety of, of red flag issues. And broadly speaking, we're talking about uh, regulatory compliance. Cybersecurity is a huge issue these days. Uh, in general, crisis management, brand protection, mitigating and responding to a variety of risks. Um, and, and beyond that, uh, anticipating, anticipating vulnerabilities and ensuring that I'm partnering with the executive team to make sure that the best decisions possible are being made. All right. So there are, you probably like the fact that it changes all the time and there's always something different that you're dealing with. What does, what are some of the issues that have come up for them that you've had to help them navigate legally? Certain. So um, I manage uh, not only internal legal issues, but also outside counsel. So we're looking at costs. We're looking at making sure that uh, everyone's interests are aligned. Uh, I'm looking at streamlining uh, operational processes. So a lot of that is looking at, you know, where do you identify inefficiencies? And so, for example, um, you know, sometimes it's a matter of going through policies. Um, I've been with this company for six years now, and that's a big part of what I do is, is I'm looking at, uh, of course, like I mentioned to you earlier, identifying and anticipating, predicting vulnerabilities, but also going through our policies and procedures, um, making sure that where recalibration is necessary to meet the changing trends in a constantly evolving healthcare industry that we're doing so and responding to those um, as necessary. And then what about, I mean, do you get involved with, you mentioned internal. So is that HR, is that benefits? How does that work? All of the above. So we have multiple departments. It could be the clinical side. It could be uh, the, the records department. It could be our risk management. Um, for example, our uh, ambulatory surgical center, as a as a function and condition of their licensure, license, licensure, we have a risk management department, and so there are often questions that come from various departments, and that's really a huge part of my role is integrating legal knowledge and, and compliance with all of the various functions and and various uh, departments of the company. And then, does that have anything? I mean, the Spinal Institute, obviously, they've got significant liability and malpractice insurance, I'm sure. Um, do you get involved in, God forbid, if there's like, let's say a claim against the company? Sure, so that, that's, a, that's one of the many spokes of the wheel, so to say. So, uh, you know, liability is, is any, any successful company is going to be concerned with and certainly wanna have a plan in place for responding to any issues where there's a claim or any potential liability issues. And that, that's a huge part of what I do. Um, but certainly not the only aspect. And then with all the success both you and the company have achieved, like what's your biggest challenge now? There's a lot of challenges. But, um, I would say one of the biggest challenges is beyond understanding the, the healthcare industry and beyond understanding the company and the multiple uh, aspects of the company, uh, the biggest challenge is often understanding the personalities of those in charge with running the business. And so that requires intellect, it requires people skills, and it requires the ability to persuasively communicate so that consensus can be reached um, in, in the best way possible. And then your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? 
So as, as cliche as it may sound, helping people is what I enjoy best, whether it's, whether it's company execs, outside counsel, uh, clients, vendors, patients, uh, employees, or my colleagues. Anytime there's an opportunity to help someone, whether it's professionally or personally, that to me is the most rewarding uh, part of, of what I do. Awesome. And then what do you do outside the office? What do you do for fun? <laughs> a lot. So um, I, I just finished building probably the largest treehouse in the city of Tampa. That was fun. Uh, I, I am uh, the lucky husband of a beautiful wife and, and the father of two beautiful children. Um, that certainly takes up a lot of the time outside of the office um, or outside of my home office where I'm at today. Um, and I've got a, a wonderful circle of, of friends and, and fun professional activities that I'm involved in here in Tampa. And so that's, that's where I spend my time when I'm, when I'm not at work. Awesome. Now, do you get involved in terms of vetting vendors and vendor selection and making sure, you know, negotiating that contract and making sure those everybody holds up to their end of the bargain? Certainly. That's, um, that's also one of the roles of a general counsel is that you're going to be involved in uh, looking at any, any transactions, whether it's a contract um, with, a, with a vendor, whether it's some sort of a service provider, whether it's a business associate, there's, there's HIPAA, impl HIPAA implications to always be aware of. Um, and, and so certainly anytime there's an issue with a vendor, you know, usually I like to start by picking up the phone and talking to people before sending out a nasty gram. Um, but, but certainly um, that, is, that is part of what I did, yes. And how do, how does everybody, you talked about doing, dealing with personalities. How do you balance that? Because I'm sure there's very differing personalities inside the business. How do you kind of walk that fine line? So it's, um, it's not as easy as it may sound and maybe it doesn't sound easy, but, uh, you know, getting to know someone starts with trust and that takes time. So I think there are different degrees of trust, but after about six months, you get a pretty good handle on what someone's personality is and what's going to be important to them. And so learning how to communicate in a way where they feel like they're being acknowledged while at the same time remaining in the confines of you know, your, your ethical uh, requirements, the professional rules of conduct uh, and, and persuasion, you know, the ability to be persuasive is huge. And that also requires communicating well and sometimes communicating quickly versus a long drawn out, something that's going to be not interesting to the executive team. Your job is not nine to five. You've got to balance a whole lot. How do you juggle it all? I, I wonder the same thing sometimes. <laughs> no, I think uh, you, you have to have a plan um, and, and then be willing and able to adjust and adapt because your plan will always get changed. But once you have a plan um, and, and you have a schedule, um, you know, that, that it's really as simple as being able to adapt um, and, and be willing to, to, uh, to be open to change. What do you, you've got to keep on top of trends, not only in the legal industry and developments there, but also in the industry of the Spinal Institute. How do you stay on top of both? Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a constant juggling act. Uh, there, there are many opportunities for me to speak with our physicians, speak with outside experts. We're looking at peer-reviewed literature, where trends are going, uh, not only in the, in the legal world, but also in the, in the medical world. Um, and, and if there's one area of medicine that has changed drastically over the last 20, maybe even 40 years, uh, it's certainly uh, spine surgery in the outpatient surgical centers. 
What do you find is the biggest misconception people have about what you're doing? I think the biggest misconception with a general counsel is that, uh, you know, we're, we're just lawyers and it's an easy gig. Uh, general counsel are not just lawyers anymore. They're collaborators, they're integrators, they're business advocates. And so that to me is, is it's one of the most challenging aspects, but also it's surprising in the sense that you're not just a lawyer. You're far, you're far more than that. It sounded like from your description earlier, there's a whole lot of business management. I mean, you touch so many areas. There's HR, there's not just a legal, but there's HR, there's business development, there, there, there's all of those, there's vendors, there's all of that kinds of things. It sounds like you almost, you have roles, parts of your role are operations, parts are finance, parts are legal, parts might be marketing. You kind of have to do a little bit of everything, right? That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> they didn't teach you that in law school. No, you learn none of this in law school. It's really, it's trial by fire. It's uh, facing a hose uh, hundred miles an hour all the time. Um, and, and that's why it really comes down to being able to juggle, being able to assess what is important, what is maybe less important and prioritize uh, every, every challenge because nothing's easy. Nothing's going to be uh, mapped out. There is no, you know, one, two, three, how to, you, each situation has to be assessed uh, in its own uh, and by its own merits. You are advising your clients um, every day. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Uh, I hate to be cliche, but honestly, the best advice I've ever received was to uh, continue to learn, always, always learn. And uh, in, in an industry that is constantly changing, um, as a father of two wild and, and crazy kids, um, as an attorney, as a general counsel uh, for a very complex company, uh, the ability to constantly learn um, has been the best advice I've ever received. Do you find that when you, that you are able to, when you leave the office, actually leave it at work or are you still mentally there later? You know, I try. I think there's real value in trying to create some sort of a buffer and separation at the same time, there are, there are times where the demands of work don't allow for that. Fortunately, I'm in a position where uh, I am able to communicate uh, with my wife if it's going to be demanding or communicate with my company if I need that family time and that separation. And ultimately, we all uh, reach, a, reach a, a consensus on that. All right. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending a little bit of it with us. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more, where is the best place for them to learn more about you? Now, it's probably going to be LinkedIn. Uh, I think my profile is charliegg81. That's C-H-A-R-L-I-E-G-81. All right. Well, this has been Seth Green with Charlie Goddard of the Bonatti Spine Institute. Special thank you to financial advisor Robert Lehman, who connected us. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet.
text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.